I had no way of knowing, y'all. I had no clue that when I started the interview, it would go way too long to make it one episode. But it just goes to the depth of our relationship and the content that we were talking about. So today, I'm going to return to the interview I had with Adam Farmer so that I can get to the end of my actual show flow because we were so far off the script that it was over an hour before we got through it. So I am going to jump back in to a great conversation I had with my friend and my brother, Adam Farmer. I am Brandon T. Bailey, and this is Controversy. So we're jumping back in. At the end of the last episode, we were discussing um, prayer and meditation. So Adam was explaining what he thought the difference, the differences between prayer and meditation were. And that's where we picked up at the end of the faith segment of the show and starting to make that transition into the feeling segment of the show. So I hope you will continue to enjoy my conversation with my friend and my brother, Adam Farmer. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely came to those uh, the 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 hard way. <laughs> I, oh, I was very familiar with prayer. I definitely grew up in that more words, more power. Um, but it, it was interesting developing the um, the meditation part of it. That that was very very challenging for me. Um, but I have found such a deeper appreciation for the prayer part as a result of the meditation part. And so, like now that I'm communicating that to, to other listeners, um, it's it's always interesting to get grew up in in ministry and in faith uh, to to get their perspective. I can almost guarantee you we're in the second part of of the Adam Farmer episode now because <laughs> I want to make the switch to uh, the feelings. And of course, just so y'all know that technology never works, my computer's frozen, so I'm gonna look at the notes on my phone now. Um, but Adam, <laughs> you've already shared some great insights, brother. I, I, I want, you've talked about faith. Now I want to talk about, uh, feelings. Okay. So, um, this is where Brene Brown's teaching on vulnerability comes in handy. Okay. 2020 stretch my vulnerability. Uh, you, uh, have been more comfortable with it much longer than I. So I'm, I'm very excited to, to, to get to, to this part. This may be a little bit messy, uh, but I think that our listeners can really appreciate your perspective here. You, you ready for this, man? Let's go. All right. So the first one is what does mental health mean to you? And why is it important for a larger audience of people to care? Because I, I find a lot of, especially church folks, they, they, they don't always understand why it's important. Um, I, I say a lot in, in the podcast and in my writing that that has changed post-pandemic, and I'm glad about that. But most folks in the church wasn't talking about mental health. So what does it mean to you and why is it important to, to, to most folks? Mental health. So, again, I think like... Uh freedom the word freedom and well-being are synonymous to me healthy is well-being right and you know mentally you have to be healthy because you know our minds are such a an important uh, of a, a, our minds 
are such an important part of who we are as human beings. Right. And so, again, it is incumbent upon every individual to define health and well-being for themselves, to know what is important for you, why, you know, it's, it's, it is the purpose, coming back to purpose. But if you are not, if you don't have any clarity around that for your listeners, I mean, you've done the work. I've, I've seen you do the work. And I know you are a teacher at your core. and You are always looking to share information with people. So, you know, I would encourage your listeners to really reach out to you. So for me, so mental health, for me, health is the same as like freedom. So health and well-being right. are kind of the same as freedom and well-being. So to have a healthy mind means that you are well, right? There is an abundance of well-being that you know is in your life experience, right? It's a it, it, to be healthy, especially in your mind. This thing that allows us to experience the senses of of the world—you know, smell, taste, touch, hear—then it's really important yeah. to define what health is for you. Like I know what healthy means for me. But health for me may not mean the same thing for you. And it's very important to have a clarity and a focus around what health means and well-being means for you. So the, the part about medications for me goes back to when, when my mother was still alive. Because back in the 90s, okay, when I can remember being in third grade, when was the first time that I knew that my mother had an episode and my mother was bipolar. So she had manic depression. And so that was my first experience with my mother having an episode. And back then, you know, black folks don't like to talk about mental illness at all. And in the night and in the 90s, shit. Yeah. And yeah. back then, the medications were not as good. So they were either high highs, they would go high because they stopped taking a medication. And then they would over diagnose you in terms of medication. So then my mother would be walking around like a zombie. And this again is in the 90s. Right. So that fluctuation of medications. And so I resolved to myself very early on because I was always an athlete or anything like that, like uh, other than vitamins, like right. I've never, like I don't do medications, but because I started to study the human body and what it was designed to do, you know, I just understand how my body works at a deeper level than most people. Right. And so uh, as a result of that, my body takes care of me because I take care of my body. And so, you know, it's, it's a relationship between me and me, right? I only get one body, so I take care of it. I only get one set of teeth, so I make sure that my teeth are good. I'm flossing, you know, keep my hair, you know, I mean, so I take care of myself 
because I'm supposed to, because I, I want to live a healthy life until I'm 120. And so when you start introducing pharmaceuticals and medications from the pharmaceutical industry, you know, to me, that's no bueno. Right. Because it's not that's to me personally, that's not about health and well-being. That's about sickness and death. And so I, uh, you know, I have a different perspective of it. And thank God, you know, uh, I'm healthy. And uh, right. and as a result, it hasn't been something you had to make a personal choice about. Right. And then, you know, when you get into that whole, you know, that whole medical kind of a conversation and you've been hospitalized and all that stuff that's almost worse than going to prison you know what i mean because you you know it's just a yeah that's just a that's just a bad road to go down for anybody yeah yeah i mean i i've been interested in in peeling back the 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 onion a little bit on on that because um like i said my my perspective has evolved if i as i have learned of people who have had to take it as I have faced my own uh, issues and challenges and just, you know, I think that there's so much range in terms of really addressing these types of issues. And like you, you said this earlier, we don't talk about it. And, and because we have not talked about it for so long, it's so, it's so cliche. It's so like, you know, protected. It's such a, I, I don't know. It's just it's 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 kind of one of those weird things that I think uh, uh, would really benefit from more honest and open dialogue um, to help people make better decisions about. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Well, for me personally, the reason that I don't talk about it or or in, engage in it because it goes back to my governing value, right? So for me, freedom is the most important thing, and so I'm not focused on. You know, because I've, I've, I've had people to me personally say, uh, you're always happy you live in this euphoric state. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Right. As if because I'm happy, something is wrong with me. And <laughs> perhaps I should be on medication. Right. <laughs> Which is bananas Which, when most of the world is down trying to get up. Right. <laughs> Right. So something must be wrong with you because you're not like the rest of the world. Right. right? So, you know, like (laughs) that's bananas. So I always have to take that stuff with a grain of salt. So there's just certain conversations that I just will not have with people because it's just like, like you have no idea who I am. Right. And nobody else has to know me. I have to know me more than anybody else. And I have yeah. to be healthy and sane and, and 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 focusing on what I want versus worried about what somebody else thinks about me. As they say, what somebody else thinks yeah. about you is none of your business. Yeah, yeah. But uh um Bry- Byron Katie talks about three types of business your business, their business, and God's yeah. business. And she talks about reality reality as as God's yeah. business. And we always meddle in that business. Yeah. And, and we don't spend that energy in 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 our own. Yeah. And so I am definitely 
learning to sort whose business is yeah. what and, and how to operate and, in each and one. I, and I'll tell you this, and this this may be helpful to you. So, like, uh, Kenneth Hagen has a uh, he has a, a a YouTube video that I used to go to sleep at night with. Um, I just play it at night, and it was called uh, God's Medicine for Healing. Right, so. If God's word is medicine and life have words have the power to give life, then you should take your vitamins, your God, your God's pill, your God's pill, right? The gospel like medicine three times a day. And so, you know, it's just it's just it's just, you know, at the end of the day, man, everybody has to figure out how to make themselves happy and figure out what works for them at the core of their being and make sure that it is something that they can feel good about at the end of the day. Yeah, no doubt. Well, T.S. Strong family, Adam Adam has done more than warm us up. He, he has taken us deep. He has uh, stretched us wide. He's given us uh, gospel. He's given us life. I'm, I'm, I'm geeked. Uh, to share all of this with all of you. Uh, Adam, when I first conceptualized the podcast, I specifically had, you know, mental health in mind when I talked about faith and feelings. Um, but as as things kind of evolved and conversations I was having with people, it, it kind of expanded a little bit in that there is some tension between faith and feelings itself, emotions and, and how emotions can often be separated from our faith. So as we kind of start to wrap things up and, and really start to think about the future of faith and feelings, I want to shine a light or a, a spotlight on this specific uh, part of that controversy uh, and, and really help our, our TS Strong community see uh, what that tension is and, and ways that they can ultimately address it. You, you, you still willing to help me with that as we kind of wrap this interview up? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> The future. Hey, hey, I want y'all to understand that Adam Farmer received the show flow before he started here. So and I want y'all to understand Adam, that uh, Adam. I may or may not have gotten it. Uh huh. All right. So. <laughs> Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, the church was not talking nearly as much about mental health. What do you think um, should be the relationship between faith and feelings? The way, if I, if I was a pastor of a church, the way that I would teach my congregation about faith and feelings is this. If you have feelings, right, and those feelings cause you to feel negative or bad or right whatever those words are that are not positive then that is an automatic indicator given to you by God almighty that you are not looking at that situation the way that God would look at it right because God is faith now, always faith. So anything negative is out of faith and you're in your feelings. So then the question becomes, do I want to be where God is or do I want to stay where I'm at? 
And most people want God to come to where they are. Right? But God ain't moving. Because God is always in faith now. So that's why he said to Cain, why is your countenance so low? If you would just do this, this thing differently, I will receive you. But you got to come to where I am. And that's why God is sovereign. Because God ain't coming down there that foolishness where you at. So, so I'm, I'm going to jump down to a question that's later, but, but you just sparked it. So when you think about the future of faith and feelings, when you think about this tension we've been talking about this entire time, is the church... Right. So now a little different than we got specifically. Right. But the body of Christ is the church supposed to meet the people where they are or does the people have to meet the church where it is? So. All right. You, you, you went there. OK, let's go. Down. <laughs> That's what this is all about, brother. <laughs> so. So I heard Bishop Jakes say this recently. That if Jesus Christ were to come back on earth today, we would have to explain church to him. Agreed. Because he don't know nothing about no building. He don't know nothing about no usher. He don't know nothing about a lot of these offices that have been installed post Jesus Christ's ministry, church. So, of course, you meet the people where they are. But if you notice what Jesus always did was Jesus never acknowledged the dysfunction. All mm. of the miracles. Man sitting by the pool for 38 years. Do you want to be well? Then pick up your bed and walk. He wasn't studying mm. that man talking about something. Well, what happened? How did you get out here? Oh, my God. I talked God. about that in one of my messages. Like, come on. <laughs> he said, but they keep walking past right. me and they well, won't help. But do? they. Right. What you want to <laughs> do? The stories we tell ourselves. Right. Uh-huh. What you want to do? Because if you want to be well today, then you can pick up your bed and you can go walk. Right. That's a hard thing for a lot of people to to, to, to deal with because. There is a benefit to them in that, whatever that is. Absolutely. We tell ourselves those stories for a reason. Yeah. But I, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm curious about is, so modern church is what it is. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's definitely different than, than what it was at its inception. But does the church have to adjust in how it, meets the people in yes. this space in this yes. weird head space yes. because yes. 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 I think it is kind of now pandemic <laughs> yay no, the, 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 but, church, the church definitely has to change the way that it addresses the so called needs of the people right Yeah. and if they don't then they will they will die Yeah. and I'm going to leave yeah. it at that Right. <laughs> right. Right. Should should there be a so so there's a ministry for almost everything. Should there be a mental health I don't know, something ministry? Should that be something the church puts no, so, its foot in? So if I were the pastor of a church, 
this is the way that I would teach my members. You decide what story you want to tell. So do you want to tell a story that makes you feel good about the story that you're telling about your life or not? Right. Because if you say, OK, yes, I want to tell a story that makes me feel good about the story that I'm telling about myself, then you have to do the work to tell that good feeling story. Or you don't. Because now, or, or the story you that you're telling now don't make you feel good. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. So now you know what you don't want because that doesn't make you feel good. So what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I guess I'm I'm fighting with what about the folks who can't do that? Like they don't have the who, skills. They don't they who, don't know. I'm not. We, everybody has the same access to the same God, the same power. Ain't no, nobody. I can't deprive anybody of access to anything. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't I can't I can't I can't do anything to Brandon. Right. Brandon does everything to himself. Good, bad or indifferent. Right. Yeah. Now, Brandon can try to blame it on me if he wants to. That's fine. That's not my business. Same with me. I do everything to myself. I can try to blame all kind of stuff on all kind of other people. But at the end of the day. Is the story that I'm telling of why I don't have what I don't have and blaming it on somebody else. How does that make me feel? Right. Is is it getting me where I want to go? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I look, I, I will tell listeners, I th- what he is saying is the philosophy I am teaching, but it is also the philosophy I still struggle with. Like I'm just gonna be <laughs> I'm just gonna be one hundred with folks. Like you, you gotta get to the point where you understand that and you own that responsibility without carrying the guilt of it. Right. Because what happens is people start to say, oh, well, I can't. And so then they wear this guilt badge for all the things they're not doing. And that's not that's not crisis message either. Right. That that's not where he's trying to send you. Right. It's it's taking that ownership, but giving it to him and allowing him to grace you with what you need to do in order to get there. But Brandon, Christ is in you. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i hear you brother <laughs> that is yeah. the hope of glory yeah right so ain't, christ ain't that ain't, the word christ ain't external can't who are you giving it to yeah right we want to abdicate our responsibility to a man that died 2020 over 2020 years ago facts these a are facts. man that walked on the face of this earth who said I have come to show you the way. I have come to show you that these these things that I have done, you shall do also. And greater works shall you do. Jesus don't know nothing about no internet. I was just watching the show on Oprah about the, the guy that got released from prison 20 years ago. He didn't even know. He was like, why that damn phone keep chirping and beeping right he don't know nothing about no text messages that was 20 <laughs> years ago she's don't know nothing about no phone <laughs> yeah right so i think that um there is an opportunity to 
reintroduce people to themselves yeah and to their true selves um, the part of themselves that they have for years and years and decades and decades uh, neglected yeah absolutely right and not absolutely. having wanted to deal with and then it is as my spiritual teacher she said you're looking for love in all of the wrong places and you're looking for it externally and the real deal is it's an inside job it is the Christ in you can you get back to that anointing and that spirit and that part of yourself that you don't even believe exists anymore yep yeah. that, that you don't work. believe exists anymore yes sir yes sir that is the work adam farmer i am immensely grateful um for for your time for your insights um i think that our community will benefit greatly from hearing what you have shared with us. Um, what, one of the things that I love about the controversial nature of this conversation is the fact that it could go on forever. Um, I didn't know. Uh, well, no, I've, me and you have been doing this for a while, so I, I'm not surprised it, it did what it did. I'm glad I'll be able to split it up a little bit and, and make it uh, uh, digestible to the crowd. But I, I want to wrap up. <laughs> they will be like, these these two Negroes will never <laughs> <laughs> they don't cut it out um but i want to wrap up and i want you to consider your 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 parting role your parting words to the ts community that's our trauma survivors our trauma supporters um final three questions number one what are your final words of guidance um that current and future trauma survivors and supporters need to hear what what a, i mean if you could wrap up everything we've talked about, what do these people who are trying to survive this day and age, what do they need to hear? That what I think tr the TS community needs to hear is that the God who has all of the energy that created this world decided to put a piece of that energy inside of you. That's good, Doc. Just a piece. Just a piece. <laughs> and, if, and if you connect to that piece, oh my God, then you are more powerful than 10 million people who never connect to that piece. That's good. That's real good. I like that a lot. Uh, Adam, are there any books or other resources that are relevant on, uh, to the topic that you think we should check out? Uh, I, I would just tell you, um, you guys now, I think for two episodes, based on where I think this episode will be placed, uh, have heard me talk about Byron Katie, have heard me talk about Loving What Is. Um, Adam Farmer introduced me to her and her work. So I know that whatever he is about to tell you, you want to go and, and check it out and put that put that into your rotation uh it, it'll bless your spiritual walk for sure but adam are there books or resources that you think the community uh should check out uh for this community i would i would i would encourage you all to 
hang out with Brandon in the Byron Katie body of work. She is uh, thoughtful, considerate, and one of the best guides in the world for this kind of work to helping reintroduce you to yourself. Um, If you like to read, there is a couple of books by Napoleon Hill. First, the uh, Think and Grow Rich, which is probably his most famous book that uh, was written. But there was a second book that came out post uh, posthumously that was uh, um, written by a friend of mine, Greg Reed and, and Sharon Lechner. Le- uh, Le- Le- and uh, that book is called Outwitting the Devil. Yes, sir. I was hoping that's what and, you were going to say. And that that book is uh, really will give you an opportunity to investigate the the mental battles and the mental gymnastics that that go on, which is very important to mental health and, you know, helping you to decide that you want better for yourself. So yeah. I would say Byron Katie and outwitting the devil. I love that. I, I talk um, about drifting, mm-hmm. uh, and and I drifted through 2014 <laughs> post my father passing. Yeah, like you just look up and go, well, what happened? Yeah, I, don't right, know. Right. I was an autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, it wasn't, and, it, and it wasn't really good because I got all yeah, kinds of things on my car. <laughs> This autopilot right. really didn't work. Like, like, what fight was I in and why didn't anybody tell me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam Farmer, are you working on anything that you want us to check out uh, or to support your mission and your message? Keep in mind, this will be um, sometime January of next year, uh, February at the latest, I think, before our listeners actually hear it. So what, what you got coming down the pipeline? Oh man, I'm just I'm just a regular old dude, man, trying to live Whatever. My life. Trying to live my life. <laughs> don't y'all man. don't y'all believe that. Adam ain't said still ever. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm uh I I wanna do all that I can to support you and the work that you're doing because part of my mission in life is to help to promote uh spiritual, physical and financial well being of humanity. And so this is a part of that physical well-being because it deals with the mind and and the body, right? Because your body is a physical representation of some of your thoughts, right? Which is why I referenced Napoleon Hill, because your thoughts do become things. They do manifest themselves. Oh, Carolyn Leaf, another resource. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, she does a great body of work. In terms of, she does a great body of work in terms of detoxifying your mental uh, un, unhealthiness. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's all I got, man. That's it. That's it, and that's all. Hey, man, I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> love you, man. I'll, I'll holler at you I'll, soon. All right, no doubt, man. We'll talk soon. All right, cool. Peace. Peace. 
Trauma survivors, trauma supporters, to all of you, my TS Strong community, thank you so much for investing the time to watch or to listen to another episode of the Controversy Podcast. I, your host, Brandon T. Bailey, am so grateful for your time, your attention, your energy, and your effort to support this very, very, very important mission. Listen, as we endeavor to make our show better and continue to offer incredible resources to all of you, the TS Strong community, I do have an ask. I'm going to ask that you subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we could do better. Let let us know what kind of resources we can continue to offer to all of you, the TS community, so that we can all together learn to live TS Strong. All right, finally, I want to personally invite you to the Controversy Project Facebook group, A Safe Place. It is a free and exclusive community where trauma survivors and trauma supporters have gathered together to share testimonies, to share resources, and to share support and love for each other as all of us are endeavoring to learn to live TS strong. This is just another one of the many multimedia platforms that we have chosen to use in order to fulfill this very, very important mission. And I want to welcome, I want to invite you to be a part of it and obviously welcome you to it uh, in advance. Listen, in closing, until next time, I want to remind each and every one of you how important it is for you to confront your pain, how important it is for you to live your purpose, and how important it is for you to invest in your project. Till next time, peace.